Welcome back to Considerations from the Capital from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell. As always, joined by Father Larry Swink. Good afternoon, Father. <clears throat> hey, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, it's good to be back. Today, yeah, sorry about yesterday. I've been sick. I wouldn't wish this on anyone. Well, maybe two or three people. But anyway, story for another day. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have a podcast on that. All right. Uh, today is the, the feast of the holy name of Jesus. It's an optional feast. And Father, reflect on that gospel from St. Luke. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, the child was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the days were completed for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Father. Okay, so today is a really beautiful feast day, and we see here in the gospel where Jesus is given his name, uh, Jesus, which means God saves. And it's called the feast of the holy name of Jesus. And uh, a really powerful feast day. And it reminds us of a couple of things. One is that we are not to abuse the name of Jesus, but also the power of the name of Jesus. He doesn't have a, he's even using it just as a prayer by just saying the name of Jesus slowly with attention and devotion. Well, first off, let's just kind of remind ourselves um, that we are not to abuse the name of Christ. And the second commandment, which I'll, you all know, of course, because you know the Ten Commandments in order, is you shall not uh, take the name of the Lord in vain. And the Catechism says this, the second commandment prescribes respect for the Lord's name. Like the first commandment, it belongs to the virtue of religion, and is more particularly, it governs our use of speech in sacred matters. And so for this reason, it goes on to say, we must not abuse it. We must not. We must keep in mind, uh, in silent, loving adoration. He will not. He will not introduce it into his own speech, except to bless, praise, and glorify it. So essentially, the name of Jesus should only be uh, meant to glorify God, to speak uh, in favor uh, about our Lord. Uh, it should not be used as, let's say, a cuss word or out of anger. And I think that this actually happens a lot. Uh, there was an episode in ABC not too long ago that um, how everyone texts oh my G on their text uh, and everyone, you know, when they get hurt or something goes wrong, many people, maybe not on purpose, they tend to use the name of Jesus in anger, which is actually uh, a form of blasphemy in some ways. Um, St. James condemns those who blaspheme the name. Uh, and he, he, he just says that we should not... Um, use the name in a poor way. Now, some of you older folk, if I remember, um, if you had nuns growing up, we could use them again today. I think it would be a huge uh, uh, asset to the church. But most people that had nuns are still going to church because they really got the faith and its, and its completeness. And they really, you know, sort of um, gave uh, people the, a sense of fear of the Lord. Um, they used to teach the young people, that when the name of the Lord, they, they hear it uh, said in an obscene way, you're to say, blessed be the name of the Lord now and forever. Okay. Or, or if it slips out of your mouth, you can just say it as an act of reparation. Blessed be the name of the Lord now and forever. Uh, so we just, you know, and it's something considered like to try to get this out of the vocabulary. If it's, if you find yourself doing this a lot, I would really suggest, you know, as in this time of Christmas to, you know, 
uh, replace it with something, you know, just come up with another thing you can yell at, you know, maybe it's the commanders or something like that, or, you know, the cowboys, oh, my cowboys, or, you know, it's interesting. You never hear people say, oh, my Buddha, you know, or, or, or invoke any false gods. And I guess that's proof that Jesus's name, uh, is, is to be holy. And why would people be tempted to use it otherwise? Huh? Just a thought. But I want to kind of on a, on a on a on a sort of more positive note. I want to talk about the the power of the name of Jesus. We got two quotes, and we'll, we'll end it here. And the first is from Saint Bernard of Clairvaux, and he, he 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 basically says this. He said, "The sweet name of Jesus produces us holy thoughts, fills the soul with noble sentiments, strengthens virtue, begets good works, and nourishes pure affection. All spiritual food leaves the soul dry if it contain not the penetrating oil, the name of Jesus." Pretty awesome. And then another saint said this, the name is the cure for all diseases of the soul. Are you troubled? Think of but Jesus. And to speak by the name of Jesus, the clouds disperse and peace descends anew from heaven. Have you fallen into sin so that you fear death? Invoke the name of Jesus and you will soon feel life returning. No abjuracy of the soul, no weakness, no coldness of heart can resist this holy name. Um, he goes on to say, no, is no heart which will not soften and open the tears of his holy name. Are you surrounded by sorrow and danger? Invoke the name of Jesus and your fears will vanish. So I think that's St. Peter Alicantra. I'll have to check that out. But uh, he basically says it's one of the most powerful prayers is simply to say the name of Jesus with devotion. So food for thought. So today we just, we uh, glorify and praise the name of Christ and uh, we just seek to use it and in the way we should, which is adoration and praise. All right, folks, God bless you and have a beautiful day and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless.